Michael Jackson's Thriller Album. Stories in the Room. This is Michael Jackson's Thriller Album, Stories in the Room. Join film composer Anthony Marinelli, who programmed synthesizers for seven songs on Thriller, and A&R veteran film producer Stephen Ray, who assisted Quincy Jones and was in the studio every day with Quincy and Michael. Michael Jackson's Thriller Album, Stories in the Room. I'm Anthony Marinelli with my longtime close friend and co-host, Stephen Ray, bringing you the real stories directly from the talented people in the room with us during the making of Thriller, the greatest selling album of all time. Let's welcome and share stories with loved recording and mix engineer Matt Forger. His vast resume is highlighted by a long, important relationship with legendary engineer Bruce Sudin and iconic producer Quincy Jones. His wide-ranging album work with Michael began on Thriller and continued through everything else involving Michael. In this segment, Matt tells us how he had never heard anything like the songs on Thriller. He tells us about Rod Temperton's realization to name the album Thriller and how Rod had a fully orchestrated vision, down to the note, about what the album could be. Quincy was the perfect person that could cast the right musicians to make it happen, like a film director. And the other thing was all those other factors that were happening in the world and culture and society and uh, with MTV and with uh, just the, the, uh, the record industry was in a huge slump and there wasn't anything out there that was exciting people. And all of a sudden you had, you, you, you had songs like you had never heard songs before. People uh, asked me about, you know, what I thought about the record. And I said, you know, I was hearing songs that I had never heard songs like before. I had never heard a song like Billie Jean. The subject, the attitude. I had never heard a song like Startin' Something. Because that's that's like a whole unique animal. And uh, and, uh, beat it had uh, a quality that was a little bit different than and then human nature and there was a bunch of songs on that record that just had they were different than what well then the title song nothing like thriller that's a whole other thing that's like a movie soundtrack well well, exactly it is and that was exactly what rod came up with the explanation of the song when he came into the studio that day. Uh, if you remember the story, if you've heard st- uh, Rod uh, tell the story about how uh, he was, uh, they had done, they recorded Starlight and they recorded a bunch of other songs that Quincy had uh, uh, selected. And then uh, Michael started bringing in songs and Rod said, you know, I went home and I realized, hmm, this isn't going to be off the wall, too. This is like a really different direction than off the wall. It's a whole different energy. And he said, Starlight's not going to cut it. That's a disco song. Well, it's just, it was just... It was close to what was off the, on Off the yeah. Wall. Yeah, it was. It was, it was lighter. Mm-hmm. And the songs that Michael was bringing were edgier. In, in, in energy wise and he said he went to bed he said in the morning when his eyes popped open and he woke up he said it came to him thriller he said the word just came to his mind thriller he goes that's the name of it 
and he just riffed on Thriller uh, being the song and then being the title of the album and then how to create the song that was had all those qualities that Thriller had, which was what Rod was amazing at. I mean, to me, he was like, he had a Mozart mind. He had every part in figured in, out. In terms of, of arrangement, it, 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 but vibe and feel too. Yes. Because number one, it was, if it would have been done by someone else in a different era, it would have been a novelty song. But it had this attitude and with Michael's delivery, Michael's interpretation of those lyrics and the way Rod wrote it, and then uh, the idea about having uh, Vincent Price come in and, and do a rap. I mean, they were totally- that, that came in, came later. Well, it, that it, was it, like it, an evolution. It, it, it did, but that was the, that was, every, everything was, you see, that's the thing about the whole project. The whole project was this evolutionary thing. Uh, and, and Rod's song evolving from Starlight to what it became and, and all the elements. And I remember Rod, uh, having a conversation with Quincy. He goes, we kind of make it like it's tongue in cheek, but we give it the edge and we play off because if you're old enough to have watched television, when the Saturday afternoon uh, B movies were typically old horror flicks uh, that is sometimes were campy and sometimes they were downright scary. But uh, he said, you know, we play off that theme and we make it kind of like it's got, and Michael can give it the, give it the edge. And uh, he just, it's like he, he orchestrated what it could become. The way um, Brian and I got the call was through Tom Baylor to work on Thriller. The song because we were just doing films we were we were doing film scores so they were thinking like you know cinematically about the song and i guess i don't know if they were like projecting what was going to happen with mtv i mean they must have known or if it was going to actually go but whether or not they did they were thinking visually on a song and the fact that we were doing films i don't know how that exactly translates but they were looking for every single edge to cast because quincy looked at his role sometimes like a film director. Mm -hmm. He did that in Color Purple. He would cast composers, and he was casting, right, musicians. Yes. I'm sure you heard it all the time. Oh, yes. So we just got cast as like the film guys to come in and just take what was Starlight and turn it into Thriller, like you said. So it's great to kind of hear that background situation. And then we had to build it up like super fast, but Rob, I mean, and we talked with Greg Fillingains about this. We just followed what Rod had in mind. Like you said, Michael knew every background vocal and every nuance and ad lib and all that. Yeah. I mean, Rod knew every exactly single. He he knew every rhythmic beat. Yeah. <laughs> he knew every note. He knew he knew every single everything. And you spoke to something that people don't realize is that, you know, you have that many songs there on the record, but Rod, when he would come over from London, he had multiple ideas of songs. So he, but he knew every bit of the arrangement and the vibe and all of that. And he knew how to, more importantly, he knew how to translate his thoughts and emotions to Quincy and Michael. He knew how, and Michael was so highly creative, both of them, of course, 
to accept that, back to what we were saying about the ability to listen and to embrace um, without ego and then to reinterpret what this the original creator had visioned you know and rod had a vision when he came when he came over with multiple songs most of which the world has never heard because those were picked for thriller and he weeded a lot of songs out too that's an art is knowing not what not to do right in in the way that you spoke about quincy acting like a director would in film yes uh rod uh his mind was like an editor and he could he could figure those things out from that which is why quincy and rod together i mean they were yeah i mean some of my i don't talk about it too much because it makes me i get emotional but man i gotta tell you (laughs) just sitting there with them and just me just being a witness to just watching them sit at the hotel at the westwood marquee or you know in the studio or he'd come to quincy's house and quincy's studio at the house and it was just uh it was like is this really happening? Am I really here? <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, it was, Rod was, was a genius at what he did. And it was, yeah, the, the, the two of them would start interacting. And it would just be, you would just see each one firing off the other one. And they, they'd throw it back and forth. And, 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 and they'd be interrupting. And then, and, then, and then at the end of it, they'd say, okay, well, let's put it on tape. <laughs> <laughs> Because of course it wasn't a hard drive yet, so it had to had to had to go to magnetic tape, and then the result would be, just be like. Yeah. Rob would have his little dictaphone, and he would just sing melodies into it. You know, you know, it's really special, really really special. Um, it was such a blessing and an honor to be there with you and and them and in that in that setting. You know, and then to see how that, those moments affected the world and still are. Yeah. Every, you can't think about Halloween, even just with the one song, you can't think about Halloween without Thriller. For as long as this planet was spinning, it, it, the evolution of Halloween is Thriller. Yeah. And from here on, as long as this planet is spinning, that's what it will be. Join us for the next episode of Michael Jackson's Thriller album, Stories in the Room, with your hosts, Anthony Marinelli and Stephen Ray. Watch our extended interviews on youtube.com forward slash at stories in the room. Audio only interviews are available on all podcast networks. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Stories in the Room. For the latest news and links, visit the website, storiesintheroom.com. This podcast is produced by Christian D. Brune and David Wolf, recorded by Autovita Studios. Additional recording by Ben Rackless. Edited by Jay Spang and Sean Hedinger. Music by Anthony Marinelli and Stephen Ray. Michael Jackson's Stories in the room.